Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GR with me, Darren O'Sullivan, and I'm delighted to be joined by Donegal's Ian McGee and a very happy Galway's Finian Hanley. Finian, 21 years, you thinking back to it? Jesus, yeah, I wasn't old enough to drink at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things have changed radically since, but uh, yeah, no, look, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're in dreamland in Galway at the minute. Uh, we didn't probably expect to be here at the start of the year, but... Here we are. Uh, I'll be answering no more questions for the day <laughs> uh, to any Kerry man. So uh, you can uh, you can try and break us down. I'm, I'm here to moderate. If <laughs> any of you start talking nonsense, playing down chances, I'm going to call you out with here. Well, Eamon came in. He sat straight in the middle. He just said, no, he get in between us early. But uh, no, it was a great weekend of action. I suppose we'll start the game. That's probably freshest in the mind. Kerry and Dublin um, had everything to be fair. Like I was lucky enough to be there and I don't remember an atmosphere like it for a semi-final that I was ever at or even playing at it was it was unbelievable to be fair the noise even for the parade I was actually recording it and I normally mm. wouldn't but uh, just the noise it was just erupting it was unbelievable yeah that, that's it I planned to go down myself now but just with the the kids situation yeah. I kind of got caught up on it and I regret now as I was chatting to you before you were explaining the atmosphere and it came across that way on TV that there was a real buzz about it and you know I was chatting today to someone else about it and saying you nearly get fed up with the whole Kerry Dublin, you know, rivalry. Mm. But it is special. Like moments like yesterday don't come around too often, and that's when you really appreciate that there there is something about that. The when used to meet. Yeah, no, it is something. It do, like I was actually thinking about it as well. It does at times it gets a bit boring because you're trying to go over the same mm-hmm. things. And I actually got a, a, quite a lot of calls during the week from journalists about would you do a piece on this? And I said no because I was trying to keep all the good stories for us on right. Monday <laughs> but it does get a bit bo- but then when you get there and just the, the colour and energy the dubs bring and then there's a, there's always great banter like but genuinely I it was hairs in the back of your neck standing the week, um, on Sunday but uh, in terms of the game it's, it's hard to know where to start we know where to finish mm-hmm. um, so maybe we start there with Shawnee Shea's free Finian you stop smiling like that you're just <laughs> <laughs> it was a great moment. I have to, yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it, it was, it was unbelievable, really. And it's great we have that game, you know, every year or whatever it is. We had that big game. Pity it comes so late, but it was just, it was just remarkable. You know, it was, it was. Uh, people were a lot of people were saying Kerry were going to run away and Dublin had lost, but like credit to the Dubs, like they never ever threw in the towel, and that's great champions. Like they're obviously weaker this year than they have been over the last number of years, but. They stood up to the plate and the likes of Kilkenny and Fenton and these boys were just unbelievable. Like to see how, you know, lads with seven, eight All-Ireland medals dragging a team through like that was just, it was inspiring to watch. And um, obviously the finish and the free, you know, would we see, you know, obviously Brian Jean had mm. kicked frees like that over our heads a few times um, with, with plenty left in the tank. But uh, into the hill, into the wind last kick of the game pressure on Kerry like you could feel the pressure on Kerry you know obviously I, I wasn't at the game but you know Kerry need this this year they needed to get over the line and you could feel that when Dublin started coming back Kerry were kind of getting tighter and tighter and tighter but for a, ma- a young man to step up and, and do that it was it was absolutely remarkable you, you feel privileged when yeah. you see that in, in real time to see leaders like that step up and, and even the way the dubs reacted you know I think a lot of credit to the dubs, but there was a wee element of, you know, Kerry were putting pressure on themselves and can we get over the final here? Can we get over Dublin and get into the final? Um, and, you know, that pressure built up and, you know, take that with some brilliant characters in the Dublin coming back. And, you know, th- that's what I felt. You probably see Comer on the Saturday. You see Shawnee O'Shea, you know, Fenton and Kilkenny and James McCarthy stand up and you just think that's the players we should all be aspiring to. Them boys that just take the game by the scruff of the neck and say listen I, I'm not going to be losing here today 
you know it definitely was one of them games and I was watching it and like it was funny up to 45 minutes and uh, Brian Begley had kept Kieran Kilkenny so quiet mm. and a ball drops out to him and he punched it out of bar. it was like kind of give, you give a fella here's a gimme now get yourself into it and he just exploded and like you mentioned there Brian Fenton James McCarthy Cormac Costello who's been around a long mm-hmm. time like Costello's goal was unbelievable like that finish and it all came from a bit of sloppiness from Kerry we were I had felt at the time we were starting to get a bit of lateral maybe there was a bit of fear of kicking the ball in maybe the wind was playing a bigger factor than it felt on TV and even in the stand but uh, just the character body dubs and like we, we mentioned the lads there Fenton, Kilkenny you know Chance McCarthy probably got on as one of the best ever these boys haven't got all the medals for no reason I, and when they need the fellas to stand up and fight because mm. obviously it is a, a much changed Dublin team yeah. like it was phenomenal and from a Kerry point of view that fear did creep in not only probably on the pitch but in the stand I was I was definitely getting a bit Were you on the edge of the six oh jeez I was twitchy my wife was beside me she knew not to talk to me at that stage my yeah. programme was in tatters after because I'm sitting right <laughs> by the railing and I'm hopping it off it but uh, yeah there was a fear factor and we talked about it before about Jack O'Connor bringing a bit of extra steel and he actually mentioned it that they have worked an awful lot on that side of the game and look I think in another year maybe a couple of years ago they would have lost that game yeah, and is, is there much, would you see a Paddy Talley influence there? Because I was thinking, you know, a lot of Kerry are better defensively, far better defensively than they would have been. And, like, is that Quirk's there too, Jack's there? And would Paddy Talley have a big influence there now? Because Paddy would have been a, took a lot of flack for the down, you know, campaign this last few years and how. But when you see, you know, I've seen an interview Keenan Mooney doing, I think the players are just in a bad place mentally and just they don't have the psychology. So maybe he took flack that wasn't warranted and he's still a good coach now and would you see that? Yeah, I well definitely see it and like what I found with Kerry yesterday normally Kerry get their energy off the scores like mm-hmm. David some of the scores David and Sean got in the first half we'll talk about a bit later but in the second half especially the amount of turnovers in yeah. they got the amount of blocks do you know amount of times where on another day they would or another year they would have conceded the energy that was giving to the supporters and the team and it was like at times it was very unlike Kerry mm-hmm. we had to get like that eventually it was what was costing Kerry big games and like 100% credit has to go to Paddy Talley and obviously Jack is I'd imagine giving him free reign defensively and Jack I always said that he's he's raw and he's a rough diamond and he doesn't care how Kerry get over the line and I'd say he came in this year and like we mentioned that word steel that's what he wanted to bring because there's no point talking about good footballers because Good footballers and nice footballers don't win all Ireland. Mm. You need that bit of steel. I think Dublin proved that over over this last year. Like Dublin, lovely football team, but you know they have that nastiness. And you know even when you see Evan Comerford shaking the pole like just to try and that last kick, you know it's it's in them. And you know that's Kerry have gone on that journey. And you know the we we verbals we kind of nipping at players once they're uh, once they get a chance that. Unfortunately, that's I think that's the way winners have got to be yeah. nasty now. Yeah, and like if you asked me over the last number of years if you could take one of the Dublin players, I would have probably up to this year when Tyke Morley's going to test, I would have probably said John Small. Do you know yeah, he was yeah. that fella? Like he can go up, he can kick the scores, but he can be as nasty as they come mm-hmm. in a good way. Like, and I was always we were lacking somebody like that. We're starting to add a bit more of that. But going back to the game, I suppose the first half, um, everything that Kerry were good at, Dublin just weren't at it. They were uncharacteristic wise it's just highlighted it's only after when you're looking at the wind how tough it was and the only problem for Kerry is at half time they probably should have been more up do you know with the penalty yeah. I don't watch your opinions but did you think it was a penalty yeah yeah it was yeah 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 it would have been given I think out the pitch you know yeah. like when you're any way behind the man and you're getting a hat that we'll say the, 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 the hand that's further away across the body you're leaving yourself open, you know. If he had near hand tackled or whatever it was, it, you know, he, I, I, I think he would have went down anyway. Mm. But um, it probably marginally was, yeah, it was a penalty, you know. Uh, look, you can say it's soft or whatever, but it's black and white. It's either a penalty or it isn't. And uh, I think the ref, the ref, the ref got it right. Uh, it would have been a free out the pitch, but the penalty itself was poor, you know, for mm. Sean O'Shea to be taken. Like you know, you could feel the bit of nerves in it as well. You know, there was a lot of pressure on it because it would have put them. 
probably comfortably in the driving seat would they have pulled away if they got it and that gave the dubs a lot of energy that 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 save um and obviously the antics that happened before that Evan Comerford, mm. you know, he, he got a bit. Uh, no, that, he got a bit light in the head or whatever ah, it was. But look, it's all this is all part of it. You know, the we're naive to that. say, Darren, that we go to training and we're not talking about smart fouls and. It's What's all about smartphone. Well, it's all it's slowing <laughs> the game down. It's getting set up. It's all this is happening. Like, do, like, do the public think that you go to train? You don't talk about yeah. this. This is all part of the game. The goalie warming up. That goalie was never coming no. on for God's sake. You know. But tell you me know, this: uh, when, when like, the penalty's uh, given, when the penalty's you know this, given, like it's <laughs> uh, like. But when the this penalty's is, given and Comerford goes it's, down, it's, it's obviously we do great. To win. It's great game management by Dublin. But you were the officials. Nobody's around him. He hits the deck holds his head and then the physios come on and rub his legs they don't even actually know what injury to treat the physios they, they confuse they know. themselves surely be the guy the umpires can say to the ref oh jeez there's nothing wrong but here there's code yeah. there's code there's 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 100% code for all this sort of stuff for their there, hands there are tied their you know physios tied. physios know what's going on it's like alright you're going down get on and, and, oh, and, sure and know that. the head injury I, came, I do it every second minute for the club at the moment because I'd be exhausted hmm. and you come down you waste a couple of minutes whatever it's fine but my thing is with a black card you have a player off. I t- what did he miss? Maybe a minute and a half. Yeah, well, that's a that's a different that's, conversation. Yeah, that, that's 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 a problem. Obviously, like either well, they'll have to sort that. They'll have to sort that. But out, it's great. You know? Like I actually thought it was great. Like we said, like we do. You obviously talk about this stuff. It's great game management by Dublin. And he's a young goalie. Yeah. Do you know if that was Clucks uh, doing it? You said that's years of experience. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't get over how good a lot of the the newer Dublin players their game management is their maturity I know they have great leaders around them but it's like they pick this it's like they just soak it up like a sponge as if they've been there for a couple of years which is a massive credit mm. to them or it's like it's talked about an awful lot in the True. in the training uh, and it's emphasised an awful lot um, the reality is this, the, the rule is open to that mm. and I yeah. think you're like if Galway didn't do it if Kerry didn't do it they're going to be silly not to do it to, to take time off it. and the rule is open to you know having it abused like that there and yeah. you know you'd ask about the umpires can they can they say right up you get their hands are tied the referee's hands tied like does he it's his word against if I'm saying I'm injured I'm saying I'm a head injury he's got to go mm. and again players and teams are always going to push it to the letter of the law and I, I just feel it's the, if they need to they need to change the rule mm. if they don't want to see repeat scenes like that yeah I think referees are getting a bit smarter to the you know, going down with like anyone that's not like not a proper head injury, we'll mm-hmm. say they're they're waving play on, which yeah. is great because you know there's nothing worse than the ref. You know, there's a counter attack about about to start for the supporter, and you know the buzz is up, and next thing the ref is flagging it back to yeah. go back because someone needs a bit of the magic spray or whatever it is. Like it's, it's nonsense, like yeah. you know, and it, and it kills the game. And it, as Eamon says, it's all part of it. You know, let's get smart fouls up front, all this sort of stuff the cynicism of the game but sure look at the end of the day Galway and Kerry are in the final they don't care about yeah. any of this this crap going back to Dublin like obviously the first half Kerry were very good um, moved the ball really well their big players stood up Dublin for me like was like watching the game the inside line the movement was just non-existent mm-hmm. lateral across the field taking shots that were a bit rushed and uncharacteristically white if Conor Callan's there obviously they're a different Dublin team and it'll be a case of Con was there would Dublin have won we don't know maybe they'd be better maybe they'd be worse we don't know but it was amazing I, like we talked about it before how big an impact he has but being there live and actually being quite high you could see everything mm. back and forth or, because they had nobody inside that was willing to be that ball winner mm. um, and they just looked so blunt in that first half it was just so st- Unlike Dublin, my wife, like I said, was beside me and she wouldn't be a big football interest. And she goes, if they weren't off for the last 10 years, I say, she'd know Dublin playing, even if they didn't have their Dublin jersey on. And she said they were unrecognisable in that first mm. half. Like, it was the best football statement she ever gave. Con O'Callaghan plays. I, I think Dublin actually go on and, and won, won that game because it changes the whole dynamic in terms of matchups, in terms of who's covering. I don't think you can go man to man. It's like Clifford, you gotta have that cover in front of you, you know, nearly double mark him, and it changes the whole. And how that game panned out, if Conor Callan's on the field, I feel Dublin won that game, and probably w- one of the notes I had, you know, 
put down before this was Ash Darren does Dublin won the game with Conor Callahan if he starts like do you see Kerry beating that do you th- do you think Dublin won that game uh, I'd tipped Dublin if they had Conor Callahan because just the out the, the, the you know mm. they, they did do really well in possession in the second half but as Eamon says that ball into the four forward to stick to a guy that can move and can cause trouble mm. if Clifford wasn't playing it's similar similar mm-hmm. ability wise do you know what I mean so I think if Conor was playing it's an absolutely different game because they would have kicked 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 into different, the full it's forward a line it's a totally different game and Dublin play they're, they're not as Ponderous, they're not as well, slow well, and Dean Rock, way more direct. Dean, for instance, Dean Rock wasn't overly in the game, but Con O'Callaghan gets him in the game because when the ball sticks, Dean knows it's going to stick and he's off the loop and he's mm-hmm. two or three points from play, then all of a sudden, yeah. and that puts his marker under pressure. So the magnitude of the loss was was absolutely huge, you know, and it, it, it was similar to if Clifford wasn't playing. Yeah, the thing is with Con, if Con's missing, obviously you're missing a great player, but everyone else's level around him drops a small bit. Mm. 100%. I, I just felt that. Him not being there allowed Kerry to do that defensive plan that they want by getting a few bodies back, holding positions. You mind that D area where he wants to be winning ball and they're just going to be patient back. And of course, then you add in a couple of wides and you're, you're that bit mm. extra patient and you're maybe... They had a couple of chances where they could have shot, maybe wrong players in the right positions. They didn't take it. It was back and forth. And then they were open to the turnovers and Kerry have, a bit yeah. of, have better pace now this year and they were able to counter. But... It is one of the ones we won't know, and from a Kerry point of view, I'm sure I'm delighted. I'm delighted, but um, yeah, look, I think like Dublin in the first half just to struggle for scores. I, like I said, it was so unlike Dublin. Even like to Costello, he got a great goal, but if if Khan's there, you're you're banking him for him for two or three anyway from play. Mm. Yeah, and as I says, it just people say Dublin are in transition. Dublin are in transition, but they're not going to transition to. You know, an average team. Mm. They're going to be playing to it. They'll be back. Con will be back. The lads will stay around. I don't think, you know, there's talk about retirements, but I don't see any of them as, you know, James McCarthy or any of the boys as wanting to retire. And them younger boys, you know, like Adele and all these boys, they'll have another year in the setup, another year to climatize to the to the standards within Dublin, to the standards that like Kilkenny, you know, Fenton and these have been setting. So, you know, they're obviously not going to be at the level they were. But they're still going to be. They're still going to be. You know, I predict semi-finalists. They're going to be in the top four, and that's the reality of the whole Dublin thing. You know, how many years ago did the whole funding issue, and we created an absolute monster, which you know I, th- I feel that we had to create, and the capital, you know, has to be J has to be strong in the capital, and that means that Dublin are forevermore going to be in the semi-final, final, or top four anyway of uh, of the All Ireland series. Yeah, they were never going to disappear. And like we've highlighted here in this show, we probably all got a bit of enjoyment out of them struggling in the league and to a bit of crack and we had a bit of hot ball. But like that, we all expect them just to get promoted next year and they will be competing all the time. Mm. But I suppose going back to Kerry, um, the first half, it was so good to watch. I suppose Shawnee Shea started like a house on fire. David Clifford kicked some just unbelievable scores left and right. Like I was sitting there and, you know, like I said, I'm can't keep my powder dry at all and get very excited watching especially my own team but I was trying to watch the two boys and just enjoy them and they are just incredible to be fair and I don't want to be just building them two up because there was a lot more of them around the place but you contrast the first half and then the worries kicks in because the Mm -hmm. second half just wasn't there Mm -hmm. Um, obviously Dublin got on top but I do think it came to maybe that bit of fear because Kerry should have been up by more at half time I felt and then there was a bit of fear and then the six point goes to five points a goal mm. but when Kerry needed someone we had a conversation last week on the show Paddy Clifford where it's the best position we were on with Shawnee being sent to forward Paddy's coming too deep Kerry got that right Jesse for the most part Yeah. Mm-hmm. where Shawnee was a bit closer into goal like that he got 1-1 at the start he was winning ball he looked hungry he looked tiger Paddy was a bit deeper out and he was linking the player really well but in the second half, when Kerry could not get that structure, couldn't get the ball into David, Shawnee was being well marked now at this stage, Paddy Clifford was probably the only one up there that was consistently winning winning ball, holding ball, poking holes. Yeah. But it is going to be a worry for Kerry going into the final against Galway. He's, a perfect, uh, he's the perfect player out there, you know, and as you said, those three in a triangle with Shawnee Shea at 13, we'll say, 
and Clifford. Like Sean Shea is, is very elusive, you know, you don't think it because he's out around the middle and he gets on kind of slower ball. But like his movement inside and his mm. pace, we probably underestimated a small bit because he's got so much else and he wouldn't be as you wouldn't see him as elusive mm-hmm. as, as Clifford. But in the first half there, the runs he was making, the balls he was winning, like All that's hard a balls. serious threat to say that you've got those two boys in, in, in the full forward line and, Cl- and Paddy Clifford's kick passing is just... It's brilliant. I'd say the boys love it. You'd love to be playing inside, I presume. His and you'd hate to be a defender, Mark. It is. And, um, and, and, and he buzzes around there and gets on the ball. Um, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a fantastic player. You know, like a couple of years back, it was kind of talk. He'd been brought into the panel. All of a sudden, he's heading for his second All-Star and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And Where, and, where was he? Like, what, what, was what the, age is he? <laughs> he's 32. Because <laughs> he's a serious, serious player. I think the serious. thing with Paddy was, he sees, like, obviously the younger brother's getting a lot of the hype. Mm-hmm. And then he came in and he was probably going, I'm every much bit as good as him and I'm doing the business. For, and it was a case of, to do what you need to, Cop on a small bit, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a bit wild or whatever. But he is. He was just incredible yesterday, and like that, you had Shawnee, you had David, and you had Paddy because Paul Ganey had a baby, or his wife had a baby ten days ago, or so. He was off the boil a small bit yesterday. I wouldn't expect him to be like that the next day, but to have David Clifford and Paul Ganey inside and Shawnee just a small bit in front of him, you have three scores there, yeah. three good ball, and, and it allows Paddy to play that game mm-hmm. a bit further out. But then it is that balance that. Maybe Shawnee and Paddy can rotate a small bit, but it is about getting that balance, making sure Kerry have the bodies further up the field. Mm. Um, so that'd be important against Galway. And, going you, and you have, I suppose, Paddy Clifford has skipped the queue really because you had Killian's plan, Tony Brosnan, and these great hopes Tony that were didn't coming. See action didn't see action, and now Paddy Clifford is the man. And those boys have been left down the pecking order for for a reason. He's obviously performing and training as well. Mm. So you know, to ha- and me all Burns and these guys have been kind of pushed to the side a little bit. Oh, they're unbelievable players to bring on, but this guy must be absolutely excelling week in, week out to be keeping those guys who are, you know, seen as better scoring forwards and carry than, than Paddy Clifford. So, uh, dangerous outfit, dangerous forward line. It's yeah, not a big call. Jack Connor got um, Jack Barry starting. Darren Mullion dropped to the bench. Jim O'Connor kind of pushing to wing forward. Um, Jack Barry taking his usual role, and Finton did okay in him. Yeah, I, th- I think Barry's been at that role for you know the last how many years? Number that, of years, yeah. And he's been fairly, fairly effective because as I say, Fenton is probably Fenton and Kilkenny are probably the two main get get the ball and they're going to mm. create stuff. So you cancel, cancel without Con now, without Con being there, you cancel them out. You know you're you're on a good good, you know way going on to one now. But um, no, Connor got the call right, and you know that's. That's probably a big thing too in terms of Kerry had a wee bit more depth, mm. you know, than than Dublin. Dublin famously had the had the bench of spring. Uh, they don't have that anymore, and you know Kerry are, you know, they're they're probably, you know, eighteen, nineteen good players to bring on. Mm. Yeah, the other thing as well for Kerry as well. The last day I want to highlight the likes of Brian Begley, um, Jason Foley. Do you know a lot of these players would have been getting a lot of stick over the last number of years, Gavin White. Do you know it's the same mm-hmm. players Kerry have in defence. Yeah. But the work that is going on like we were always saying the last couple of years, oh, it's just the defence. But they were outstanding yesterday. Brian Begley kept Kieran Kilkenny quite fortified. You're not going to keep him quite for seventy minutes. He kept but even in the last ten minutes and I hate the Kerry kick out. It gives me the heebie jeebies. Every time it goes short I hate it. But they kept winning ball. And they knew their roles in fairness. And as much as a supporter makes you nervous, Brian Begley was constantly winning ball later mm-hmm. on. Even mm-hmm. when Kilkenny was starting to yeah, yeah. come into the game, the maturity, he's, he's around a number of years now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was one driving out as well for before the for the build-up to that last free as well. And even bringing on someone like Paul Murphy. Paul Murphy has eight or nine years of experience. He's having to play a different role this year, but he came on easy option when he got that ball be maybe stroll up the line with it yes. or look for a hand pass yeah, yeah. he kicked it yeah, forward yeah. kicked it forward nice bounce pass into Clifford he won it they were saying a soft free maybe it was it if was it, soft yeah it was soft if it wasn't that, that time of the game you'd probably say oh mm. I thought know. David Byrne did from Your a defenders, corner, from like a cornerbacks I'm a forward, so I don't. You can see I was given, but like he didn't, he wasn't overly on no, the body. His yeah, hand was no, on the I, ball. I would the ball. be given out. I'd be given out. You oh, always given out. Of yeah, course yeah, he yeah, would. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, the ref would be. <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of them ones that if it was different stage in the game, you'd probably just take nothing yeah. of it. Obviously, where it was, and 
what the outcome was. You probably got soft enough. But it was a ballsy kick by Murphy. You know, you have to. It was, yeah. The, the point, and you yeah. know, it shows that the easy. You know, I'm a cornerback coming but out of that. That's Jack yeah, as well. Yeah, Jack is a kicking coach, and I I always say it when I played under Jack. I never ever doubted my kicking ever, mm-hmm. because we used to kick from the moment you step foot on the grass to training to the moment you're walking. It was kick, kick, yeah. kick. Honestly, like. You'd see it with a lot of the boys, even the likes of Paulie, David Moore, and I was prime example. Every time David he gets a David loves to kick. David loves kicking. But my thing is, if you're kicking, like even the goal, Shawnee's goal after a couple of minutes, he kicked it in. I was going to Clifford, mm-hmm. misread it. But you kick it in, anything can happen. And if yeah. you lose it, you're losing 120 or 30 yards on goal. Yeah. What's the What's the danger? Um, and that would always be my thing. And it, it has happened a lot in the championship as it's gone on. Yeah. Goals have come from kicking the ball in. And then you get all these bloody stats men on about possessions, possessions and turnovers and shite. <laughs> Kick it in. Anything can happen. Yeah. I, I actually called this, uh, uh, I think it was a Saturday, like how many times we've seen, they're, they're not even, they're aimless balls being kicked into the square and they're causing trouble. Eh? Mm. And you know, I think that's the lesson that teams, it's not the percentage ball when you go back, like mm. people talk about possession, possession, we want to play the percentage ball. It's not a percentage ball, but you know, it puts teams in bother like you know when, when Derry will look back at that game you know you'll wonder why did they not just kick more ball in and you've seen that you know, that goal for Shawnee O'Shea well it was kicked in bounced over the head and you know there's a goal resulted mm. from it so you know that's a learning that team will, teams will have to take going into yeah. next year just get the ball in there and you know full backs have become nearly Nervous under the high ball because it's not it's not a it's not a big big no. ball going they're, in anymore. It's more football. The full back line yeah. are playing. Yeah. Now. they're all attacking because and, and and you're right, Eamon. If if you kick the ball in, you lose it. You're, the teams are so well set up defensively now, like you shouldn't be punished from that because most of your players are within your own half or around the halfway line. Let it in. Have a have a cut. You know what I mean. And like, it is a case of particularly like, in a fifty fifty. It's not a case of I get the raw the middle of the field, horse it in. Like if you look at where David actually kicked that ball in. It's actually exactly, it's sideline going across. Mm-hmm. So if you overhit it, very rarely it's going to go over the inline. So someone can loop around the back like Shawnee. If it drops short, it's going into the top of the D where that's the scoring zone. So all it takes is one fumble. Um, but I do think, like, we, we're seeing it. Fortune favours the bravest team. 99% of the time, I think. And I think so. And another thing when we are talking about percentages, you know, we're going to have to get away from the scoring zone concept. Mm. You know, everybody, my scoring zone is going to be different. Well, maybe not so going by the skills <laughs> challenge, <laughs> but <laughs> my scoring zone is going to be different for your, sc- yeah. for your scoring zone, yeah, the, sa- yeah, the yeah. same with you. And yeah. we kind of, the percentage shot for, you know, your forward all your life is going to be higher for you in different areas. For me, it's going to be close to the goal. Like, and again, it's just nearly getting away from that risk averse mm. way of approaching games. And, you say Jack O'Connor's a kicking coach and you know that's that's what we need to move towards. It's a great advertisement as well for you know, moving the ball <laughs> fast because And there was there was moments now, because I know it'd be highlighted there was a period there I think Kerry had the ball for three minutes. I think Paddy ended up getting the score, punched it over the bar, which I know people don't like as well. But it was three minutes and it was it was awful to watch to be fair. But I do think there are times in games where you have to be patient. Or three minutes is a long time mm. to be patient. Um so there are times where you have to be that bit cuter, but I think once you're trying to go one way, yeah, people yeah. appreciate it because, look, it was a great game to watch and it was unbelievable scores in and great moments of movement and kicking, but there also was on both times, both teams that went back and forth, over and back, where that fear, which is natural, mm. people the, the, like a lot of players don't want to lose. The, the ball problem you have is is when the build up is slow in just say a carry of the ball in their defence and they you know someone's labour coming out with a solo and it takes time and then the team are getting yeah. set up that's the problem that first kick is great because it takes that yeah. defensive structure out of mm-hmm. it and Kerry are really really good at that like you look at Man City playing Liverpool they don't dwell on the ball and they're not allowed to dwell on the ball it's move 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 and yesterday some of the scores Clifford got were just two kick passes over the bar the, the Costello goal was yeah. turnover three hand passes like there was no thinking they were just get it up there as quick as we can and they're a prime example of people around about the hand passes this when the hand pass is done with bodies moving and it's slick hands yeah, yeah. it's as good as anything it's Kenny as good. can take a hand pa- take five players out with a 30 yeah. hand, hand, hand pass like he's so good at that it that Dublin too. goal was everything they've been good at for the last 10 years do you know it was brilliant yeah. the, the, the thing about it is that 
and Derry will have to learn from the two teams that two teams that played yesterday, Kerry and Galway. That in order to be a top team, you've got to do it both ways. You've be able to be patient, and you've got to be able to kick it. That's the way the game's gone. It's not where, you know, when we were successful in the first part of la- the last decade, where, you know, we the defences would counterattack all the time. You know, yeah. you've got to add that second string, it, string yeah. to the bow, eh? and. You know, if Derry stay in their one way of thinking, they're probably won't even get a Division Two next year. Um, before we go on to that game, because we're going to go off to Kerry Dublin game now, the one player I want to mention is James McCarthy. He kicked an incredible score as well in the second half. I, for one, hope that's not the last we see him. I know he's had injury troubles this year, but mm-hmm. like, what a Rolls Royce. Like, no way he'll retire. No, I don't think so. Like he's, he's just he's so mission. committed to the cause, and like like even his reaction to the score, like the camera zoomed in, like. He was one of the, the focal points to get them going, but like it was just an the incredible kick out he broke after straight the score, after it, yeah. yeah, you know, and they got a score out of that. It was just like it was it, it wasn't the hardest thing in the world to do to break a kick out, but he got a clean hand on it, and his demeanor after that yeah, was, was just business. Get up, lads! Yeah. Get up off your hose here. We're we're going at this yeah. big time, you know, and 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 that fed Kilkenny and fell Costello, and then then they then they started moving, but like Jesus Christ, the guy is. Like, it's it's the player that I hope I he gets the nine dollar Ireland. Like, you no, know, it in fairness, fair. he, 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 <laughs> it's he the player that I loved. If I was to pick, you know, we all have our players I would love to take from James McCarthy was at the top of the list all day. As just someone that he he had the steel. He was like, there's badness in him too, but he he's just so fit, strong, and he's a great footballer. And I like Finney, and I don't think he'll retire. But w- when he does, we've got to just make sure we keep his genes on. Somewhere that we can just replicate yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, footballer yeah, he was, he was all the time. Yeah. No, he was yeah. unbelievable. But um, I suppose before we go off it, like in fairness to Jack, there was a bit of pressure coming down to Kerry the way he left Kildare. Um, but this is why he was brought back by Kerry. And I, like, I've been a big supporter. Jack obviously I ate him twice, and the one thing I thought he would bring back to Kerry was that bit of doggedness, that bit of stubbornness. You mentioned in the interview after that they've been working a lot on the mental size of the game mm-hmm. and I do think if this was over the last number of years they would have lost that game because momentum was fully with Dublin Kerry did go back in front by a point with a Shawnee Shea free Dublin pulled back to a one the Dublin equaliser I don't know if you noticed it it was a, a brilliant ball in by Fenton Petty Small won a great mark but got a push and as he's hitting the deck he's there to the ref push I, I'd say it was a case of Better leave Dean Rock at this. We'll take the free yeah, instead yeah, of the mark yeah, yeah, because yeah. game smart. Yeah, yeah. Again. and he had a gr- big impact as well when he came on. But I, I had to laugh when I saw it. I, it was a case of from the seventy-four minute. This is around thirty-five, just to the wrong side of the goal. Yeah. Ref, that wasn't the mark. It was, it was the push. Up, yeah. It was brought up. Then yeah, I'd yeah. say for remoting or something. Yeah. But uh, I had to have a laugh at it. But uh, yeah, from a Kerry point of view, look, genuinely as a supporter, like you know, it was one of my most enjoyable. Like I can't like two thousand nineteen as. First year old, it was a bit funny. Your first year away from it, it's a bit, bit strange. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yesterday was probably the first time there as a supporter where I definitely got over animated. So looking forward to the final and definitely won't be watching it as a neutral. But Finian, now it's your time <laughs> to shine. None okay, of this. No none of this. This could com- take a while. Yeah. <laughs> Myself and Ian will come back in twenty minutes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, there was a. Uh, but one of the games going into we couldn't call, like I genuinely like just chatting to. People down the bar over the last number of days are like, oh, what about the first game? I jeez, like, I was looking forward to watching it. It was one of the ones intriguing is the word I'm going to use. I'm not going to use the negatives as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of felt that it was going to go that way at the start. Yeah. Um, you you often use the wor- word mirroring. You use it as well when, in terms of Donegal. And it's not that we all feel the same, that both teams would be just, we use the phrase as well, afraid of losing. I don't know how well I, you describe it. I don't know if Fred will lose, and I, I don't think I'd agree with that term in terms of it's just how they, they, they set up. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back to, you know, possession, possession, possession. Like Derry had four men, just a good example. You know, it's been well documented that they throw men in the full forward line to try and stretch it. And they, they didn't they didn't use them because they didn't want to give away the ball. like And... It's just it comes back to that possession. They have the one way of attacking. Mm. It seemed like even though Derry probably averaged, I think it was 21 points up to that game, including extra time with uh, Donegal. And I felt going into it that they just were lacking a wee bit in the 
from the attacking part of their game. You know, that they have to go on that journey. And the worst thing for them to do is just radically rechange the thing. And, you know, listen to people say that you need to go a different direction. They're on the right direction. They've got to get to where Dublin and, you know, Kerry are at now and have the both both sides to their game here. Mm. Um, and Galway, I'd actually back Derry for the semi-final. It was like a toss of a coin. Galway on yesterday's show and once they got a wee bit, you know, they were a bit lost there in the first 20 minutes. But once they got going, they showed that they're a wee bit further down the road than, yeah. than Derry. Definitely not at, unfortunately, funny, and they're definitely not at uh, Kerry's level, but they're they're going down the road and they, they have the plenty more scope for it. Yeah. Finian, from, from a Galway point of view, you're watching the first 20 minutes, there you're dominating, but it's only 3 0. Like, yeah. what? Like, are you sitting there getting frustrated? Are you kind of quietly happy enough that Derry are dominating but it's only three points will eventually kick into gear here will eventually poke a couple of or are you getting worried that this is going to be a case of we're going to lose this 5-4 5-3 or something no I think it was the consensus in the stand certainly and uh, I had my two daughters with me first day out so they were tired and emotional and trying to figure out what was going on I'd and stuff you were like tired that. and emotional too <laughs> it was a long day so the first 20 minutes didn't help me uh, get the you know the parade was the buzz the buzz and then the game started and it was like yeah, did do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it just stopped. So we we were kind of saying there was a dairy guy next to me. He said, "Jesus, we should be way more ahead here, or whatever it is. You know, we should be four or five, maybe a goal or whatever." And I think the Clare game for Derry kind of fed into that because they were kind of thinking, "Let's hammer Galway early doors here and see what they have." You know, let's get everyone behind the ball. That was obviously the tactic. But when we were only three down, and then we got a point, then it was three two. All of a sudden. And we were kind of looking at it going, how are we only a point down here or whatever it is? This is this is good because we're not playing well at all. You know, we've 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 mirrored Derry, we're well behind, but up front we looked we'd nothing. We'd you know, Kenny McDade missed one, Dylan McHugh took one from out on the sideline, yeah. we were panicking and we used the word last week, patience, patience. I said, shit, we we're not gonna have the patience here to do this if we're going snapping like that. Mm-hmm. But then it takes the wildebeest to get the ball and <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, he just yeah. saw the gap and that kind of ignited us. Once he saw that gap and got it over with the left, he was kind of right. Let's get tighter to this guy now because this guy can really destroy us today. It turned out to be, but um, that kind of lit the, lit, the, lit the flame for Galway because we were just going back and maybe our boys kind of said, well, look, you know, they've a lot of bodies behind the ball, but are they, are they that, you know, are they that mm. good at this? Can we, can we get at them? And, 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 and we did eventually after... 20, 25 minutes we, we started opening up a bit so like it was nervy start and I was thinking Jesus uh, you know I, I would have said Joyce would have been and Keane O'Neill would have been just tearing their hair out in the first 20 minutes yeah. or whatever yeah. because obviously they would have prepared for Derry they knew what Derry was going everybody knew what Derry was going to bring and for them to be making all them mm. bad decisions and you know snapshots Joyce would be saying like for him to get a set I didn't see any way mm. once Derry got that start I said oh they're actually going like what are Galway doing here they're Daryl Cruz, but in fairness, like talked about leadership, Comer showed the leadership, mm. and he just stood up. And again, such a privilege to to watch that, and you know, to see to see that see that in action, and it was, you know, I don't think they're going to beat Kerry now, but you know, they'll they'll, they'll make them think. Mm. Well, even watching Comer, it is actually unbelievable to watch that. It is a case of give me the ball, I'll make something <laughs> happen, and. When you are playing against a defensive, we were, we were always talking about kicking. Kick. Sometimes there isn't holes to kick it into. Do you know? Sometimes you can't. When you're on the ground, you can't actually see the space to kick. And it is up to fellas to look at their man eye to eye yeah. and just take him on. Or it's a forward hand pass where then you add that bit of pace. And that's what Comer did. He added that bit of explosion to it. Do you know where he had it? He has that robust structure. Like if he gets up ahead of steam, he knows he has all the skills in the world, but he also knows that. If I have to go into contact here, yeah. I'm big enough and strong yeah. enough to be able to go yeah. through fellas. He, he, I suppose, give him a compliment and criticism <laughs> at the same time here, but like Damien over the last number of years, and you know, he's, the word maturity and immaturity come to mind. Like when he first started playing for Galway and, and a couple of years after that, it was very, get the ball, Damien bully out of the way because yeah. it was like an under 10 kind of a player where it was just like, I'm the man and I, I'll kill everyone and I'll score. <laughs> You know, and he's had to mature, you know, on the pitch and off the pitch. His, his, his father passed away at a really, really young age. So I'm sure at home he's become kind of the general and he's, he's you know, he's helped. He comes from a fantastic family. They're, they're great people. 
great Galway people from Anadown and he's he's he loves Galway and he loves it but sometimes he gets too much on him why isn't it happening for me mm-hmm. all the time then the injuries came and he mm-hmm. broke his foot and you know he was getting a bit disillusioned Damien you know with the whole thing and obviously this year injuries you know went away he got really really fit he looks way fitter than he has done over the last number of years and he's he's more mature his performance on Sunday you know not just typical let's pull lads out of the yeah. way and use my body and you know a little bit of you know mess acting and stuff on the pitch as well was in his locker so he's changed all that he's really mature and he's turned into an absolute leader and that that performance on 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 Saturday was so mature from him you know all around everything he did was you know the new Damien Comer we know he is ability we mm. know he's got unbelievable strength and power but up here he got that right and and it all came together from and I was just you know, hearing him speak after, I was just delighted for him. He like mm. he deserves that mm. performance. Just, just hearing that makes me just love him all that yeah. more. Like because when you hear the journey he's been on there, and you know you say he's robust, like it's just the he's just a monster. Like he <laughs> did he did he work in a pub in Galway f- a few years he ago? Did. Like, he worked in Taft, yeah. I would imagine like if, if there was any hassle, this comer just give the look and everything would just quieten down. down. Yeah, he'd be he'd be able to fire a few lads yeah. out. But I used to mark him in training, like every you know particularly in the latter years, you know, when you'd be on the B team and you'd be Mark and Comer, nightmare, like, you know, mm-hmm. just leave me alone. He'd just move, he'd, he'd you know, it's particularly in an AVB before a championship match when everyone would be really up Wire for it. Up. Like, you know, you might get him on an off day, but like he just, the power is just oh, frightening. Like he was doing these jump tests back when he started and I remember the strength and conditioning coach going like, this lad's jump is like, it's he's in a different realm. He's in NFL territory. Yeah. Like his natural strength is phenomenal. And the yeah. way Shane Walsh has been kept quiet, relatively quiet now, his, his free, some brilliant freeze there yesterday, the way from play that he's been kept quiet and, you know, the pressure was on Comer to deliver and he he del- delivered yesterday. So probably when Shane Walsh gets, when he thinks back now, let's say he needs a big final here. He, if Galway have any chance, Shane Walsh needs to be you know, making stuff happen from play. Yeah, well, we won't talk about the matchups with Galway Kerry yet, but like from a Kerry point of view, just looking at them, I don't think they have anyone to physically mark it, to be honest. But we'll talk about that another time. A big talking point the last year was Hawkeye. It's mm. amazing. We're getting to all our semi finals around about Hawkeye. Um, why it was needed at the time, I, I was a bit surprised as well. It, it looked <laughs> fairly obvious. Um, and then somehow technology is supposed to. The, the future it's very strange like it was what, what, what was the story with the umpire did anyone find out after that like it was pretty much straightforward like uh, no more than your own wife like like yeah. <laughs> my wife could even see it was over the bar she hasn't a clue what's going on Um, it was it was yeah it's, it's strange or how do they look at the, the when the ball goes over the bar some of them run around to the front to see but that's it wasn't even uh, I, I get their mentality because they're going to trust to say right I'm not 100%, 100% here I get why they go, but like it was an obvious point. If it came push comes to shove, I imagine they'd put up the flag. But I get they just want a wee bit of affirmation mm-hmm. here. It's a natural point. We'll go with the Hawkeye. Hawkeye's not, but they've learned and we've learned an important as technology and like we're on about AI and you know driverless cars. Technology's <laughs> yeah. going to let us down. Well, eh? We're not on about that at all. <laughs> oh, just me. The te- <laughs> technology is going to let us down. We can't rely it's not on this too much. The turf and no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> we need this has to be a lesson going forward yeah. for society that you know we can't rely on technology yeah. too much. The poor Joy said, you know, technology is only human. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, how how many why are we only saying that? How many points over the years has Hawkeye got wrong? Well, Conor Glass had one in the second mm-hmm. half that, I don't know. Uh, looked to score. Yeah. Looked to score where I was anyhow. Yeah. It looked, you know. And, and, and they, they used to revert to the linesman the odd time for yeah. a point, didn't they? That was contentious. So you've got two umpires, a linesman. And a computer. Fourth official, a computer. You've got a lot going on there. So, you know. And, and the actual flow of the game, you know. It, it was a big thing it was it because the momentum changed I felt mm. you know and I, w- I think it was a big big call I think it was a big call but how many points have we seen you know good points that, that haven't been given down to umpires so, so I'm not too worried about the, the whole Hawkeye thing you know we'll get Hawkeye sorted now but there's been points around the grounds where there's no Hawkeye that haven't mm. been given yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. you know we, yeah. we have to take that into consideration too now yeah. And when it was corrected, did that give Galway probably a bit of lifting? One mm-hmm. three in a row straight after half time. 
Well, we were like, four all, and in yeah. a game against a, a very defensive team, that's a fine margin to go from four three down psychologically in the dressing room to go from 4-3 down to 4 all to level pegging again mm. and Derry had defended as robustly as they could they had all the bodies inside the 45 and it was a case of you know if they got a point in the second half 5-3 it's a huge difference to go in one yeah. down and then come out level do you know what I mean I just thought psychologically for Galway uh, actually a mate of mine that was with me a bird took a shit in his head so I said geez that could be good luck and when we came back in next thing was point 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 <laughs> this is great right uh, it's only good luck when it's not you we forgot to do the lotto but uh, but no I think I think that psychology I don't know what you think game but like to go in 4-3 in a game like that and come out for all I'd say psychologically um, massive a term to the flow of the game and the fact that you know that Galway had actually got another score right away after after the disputed point it was you know it was it was a big big thing and you know Derry were probably lost above a bit of momentum and it just Galway got a wind in their sails and they just went at them and I think for me looking at that semi semi-final I would have felt I was sick of the Donegal man because I thought we gave Derry far too much respect in the Ulster final, and I think, you know, you've you've got to go at them, you've got to ask questions, and it, we we didn't do that. Galway, although they struggled, they they did ask the questions, and the likes of Comer and and the, and these lads went out and just kind of put it put it up to Derry, and and you know Derry will have to learn from that. I think from a homework point of view, uh, sorry Darren, just no. on 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 Derry playing that defensive game, they did. We spoke about it last week. Sean Kelly was a big, big addition out the pitch. Like Sean Kelly's not a natural fullback, and actually, our our, our three fullbacks aren't. They're more ball players, and Sean Kelly will kill you with runs going forward. Mm-hmm. And when they retract, when they went retreated back into that, Sean was able to go up to midfield, his most comfortable position, and start punching holes. Yeah. And he's devastating going forward. You know, he is absolutely like any team. If you want Sean Kelly, you want to pin him back into the full full forward line or full back line and ask him questions in there, which I think Kerry will d- try and do. But he's like going, going to be fu- with Clifford. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't think he'd be on Clifford when we get to, to yeah. that. But I think if he's any way out around the D and he showed in the second half a couple of the runs he made, his control is so good. We saw him the Sigerson like scoring goals. Going forward and, and when Sean McCurran comes back in the next year well, hopefully next year, Sean Kelly will probably be out at seven, where he's going to be. He's going to go to a new realm altogether going forward. He's in that Gavin White, Carl O'Connell, yeah. you know, Brendan Jack Rogers. Mc- yeah, Brendan Rogers. He's like that, you know. So uh, I thought that was a big mistake by by Derry. I think they should have left one up, maybe just to paint yeah. him back a bit, you know. Yeah, and like I suppose like going into the game, I my one thing with Derry was if they don't get goals early, you don't get that momentum. The game is always a bit more stretched in the second half. There's more holes. We've talked about the Galway forwards before. They're all, they're free scoring all over the six forwards that they might have a bit more. And they got two four from turnovers Galway. And I, Derry went from the twelfth to the sixty second minute without scoring from play. Like, you're, you're going. No, look, they've made a meteoric rise to get to this mm-hmm. stage. Yeah. And obviously there was hype and momentum and build up, but just not there yet. And like you said, they don't have to go away from what they're yeah. They need to. Just tweak it and take it up a little. I, I just think the fact that Shane McGuigan, who's probably one of the best forwards in Ulster and definitely in the top 10 in, in the country, spends an awful lot of the time in, in his own half. And granted, sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you've just got to scramble, get set up and you know make them hard. But you know you want your quality up there, the, the, way, the way Clifford's up there. Mm. You know You want him fresh and being able to cr- create... Yeah. Create, create up on the other end of the field, and you want you know, energy in the in the in the, yeah, exactly. the opposition half. Like and Derry are going to have to add someone to with mm. with McGuigan when they and they've got to add a wee bit more kicking, and they've just got to basically basically evolve the the same the same way we've we've all the journey we've all went through. Yeah, and Finian, your miners had a, an All Ireland title, unbelievable win. Yeah, for a man who tries to play things down, um, yeah, you've won a minor. <laughs> We've had a great year. You've had a great year. Well, look, our hurlers as well did yeah. brilliantly. Um, it's uh, it's party time in in the west at the minute. Like we're, look, it's it's been unbelievable. It's not built on you know years of whatever. It's just we've got really really good management teams in place. Um, the miners lost to Leitrim and Mayo twice. 
this year and went on and won the All Ireland. You know, if you think like that's you know to lose three games uh, convincingly and then go on and win, sometimes you just need something can mm-hmm. can can spark it. And you know that was an exhibition on 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 Friday night. And I suppose our biggest challenge over the years has been you know we go on and win a minor or we win an under twenty one and then that, that's it. Your look, it'll come in time. And the players have to figure it out. We need to start channeling because our underage structures aren't the best. Our coaching isn't the best in Galway. We don't have those facilities. Our facilities are are, are, are pretty shocking as well with regards to training pitches. So there's loads of work to do. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, we've got a, a monumental next few years coming. We have a lot to do to channel what we're doing at senior, what we've done at minor. But it was a great start. Like Friday night was just, was, was, was epic. The boys did brilliant. You know, the corner back there, the, he Thomas Farding, he's the type of guy now that we need to get mm-hmm. in. Really good man marking corner back, uh Ana Monaghan up front. But like. that's the problem with the structure, like he's seventeen, he's only a child. Like he's a long long hundred percent. He mightn't be playing in two or three years' time. Do I mean know, Galway yeah. the way it is, that's what happens. So we need to channel these boys and try to get them into under twenty and get them ready for senior because realistically what happens in Galway is an under twenty manager comes in, he'll care about himself. He won't be looking about getting them 21, 22 ready for Porrick or whoever the senior manager is he'll just like we have to win an under 21 mm. that's that's what we have to do and whatever about developing them I don't care so we need to we need to get that in place um, no it was a big win it was a big win it got us started on, on Friday and it, sh- it shouldn't be a case like people underestimate that minor one it might only be in terms of how it affects the senior mm. like it might only be a percent maybe two percent that you get away the seniors say that's a brilliant and they get a wee lift but it's still a lift from somewhere mm. and no, I remember we played Dublin in tw- in the semi final twenty fourteen in the minors, who were underdogs as well. And you know, the doctor was doing the line for the minors, and he came in and he says, "Yes, the minors have won." I gave you a wee lift, yeah. and the same thing again. Once once Galway had won that, they would have definitely got 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 a wee lift from from that. So sh- definitely shouldn't be, uh, you know, disrespected. And in terms of the Galway thing, it's interesting because you know, from chatting yourself and chatting other men, like there's. N- not a lot in terms of there's still a lot of work to be done at the structures Absolutely, and yeah. the fact that they're doing so well in the hurling you know they won the minors and they're in the senior final like it just just shows you it doesn't have to be that most county boards tend to wait for cycles they'll just a good team will come along they'll get the final and it doesn't have to be that way like yeah. Galway by right should be you know again in that top four bracket all the time if yeah, they get the structures in place time. and what happens in two weeks time you know if we go down fighting against Kerry or if we win or whatever it is it's, 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 it's building it's building for the future and it's sustainable that we can compete every year like we don't want to come out next year and have a crap year and go away for five or six years because that's what happens in Galway because we just we're traditional and we, they'll come along Michael Donnan will be around the corner or Jaff Allen mm. it doesn't happen and uh, there's a huge huge bit of work and we need to use this run this year to really promote the game in Galway particularly in the city like we've no schools doing well you know the, mer- the the merging of coaching between the schools is just not there I'm just going to stop you there because you're trying to make everything negative at the moment it's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. But just before we go on from the game another goalkeeper mishap out the field you love to see it Oren Lynch this time are we going to see the end of this ah look I'm sick of him <laughs> Shane Ryan took off at one stage I was roaring at him he was, was kind it? of jogging back, was he? Or Orland? Uh, Orland. If people like watch that I, club, I, no, may, yeah, maybe he was sprinting, but it looked no, like he was he jogging. It looked like <laughs> there was a saunter. <laughs> if you watch the way he jogs back, then you'll realise he has no business being out the field no, at all. Like, yeah. and I looked. I swear, I was watching that as again this morning, and I was like, he's not in much of a rush, is he? I was not looking for the player on the goal line because I was sure this guy thinks that there's a, yeah. a player, like he's covered there. Covered. He was, <laughs> no, but but again, taking a box because. You know, Ethan Rafferty, Ethan Rafferty's dynamic outfield player, Niall Morgan. Can I just say, Ethan Rafferty played outfield county. Yeah. yeah. There's a big difference. Now, and I'm not saying I like him doing it either, but he's probably, he is going to be better than anyone. Niall Morgan plays outside of his club. Began and he's times, like, he, he's not going to be as dynamic or explosive as, as the lads we mentioned, but he my can still play. Is, I still play outfield in my club, and I couldn't play outfield for Kerry now. Like, there's a reason... You're in goal for the county. It's normally because you're not good enough to be out the field. So look, I think some keepers can do it. That's what I would some say. Some keepers can do it, but not every. Like oh, now, Shane Ryan plays out field for his club, and he took off yesterday. And I was, ro- I was like, get back, get yeah, back. Yes. Yeah, he's about six foot six. Yeah, yes, yeah. 
Um, but they're, 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 I have to give a shout to our own goalie Connor. You know, was under serious pressure. pressure. Talking Galway all week was where we changed the goalies, this, that, and the other. I thought he had a great game. Mm. You know, his his long kickouts were good. You know, he was composed on the ball. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And uh, you know, it was kind of that was the talk all week yeah. where we changing the goalies or whatever it is. But he like did really, really. I, well. I would have been saying that too. We've got to go out that keeper. Yeah. You know. Gleason would have been fragile. Mm. Like we Derry should have went at him and tested him out a wee bit more now. It was just a pity he actually conceded so late, like kinda of took the glass if he got a clean sheet. Mm. But look, all in all, we've uh Kerry and Galway in a final. And, and just on the corner backs, uh, I was sitting in the twenty one with say Derry defending and you'll appreciate Chrissy McCaig and McCluskey were they're good players. They're serious, yeah. serious cornerbacks. McCluskey, Shane Walsh tried to take him at one stage. 99% of the country he had, he had yeah. got him but how close McCluskey got him to turn him back out was really a signal it was early in the game it was on the Cusick stand side Hill 16 and you just see the way he gets tied and pushes him back out Shane would have burnt most players mm-hmm. you know what I mean like he's a ser- like he's probably been the all-star cornerback and Chrissy McCabe the two yeah. of them have been you know from our point of view them two boys have been absolutely outstanding this year like you know so they're and a it huge bodes well for Derry in terms of that they ah, can go to that more expansive exactly obviously there'll be a sour taste now and disappointment but when they look back on it the journey they've had and the position they're in now to yeah. kick on it's brilliant for them and look more power to them but Kerry and Galway in a couple of weeks but we also had the Teleteen Cup final Westmead first ever Teleteen Cup winners and talking about it earlier the scenes in Westmead and Mullingar were incredible um, might be another place to go this week Finian, but uh, <laughs> it was great um, it was a brilliant win two of the best teams in it as we said um, I suppose we all thought Cavan going into it obviously the performance they put up against Donegal um, but Westmead worthy winners on the day worthy winners you know I thought they, they were up until Galligans you know they, they'd played well then the flow went against them mm. in terms of, you know, Calvin got the goal and it looked like they were going to were going to see it out and then Galligan got the got the red card. But probably overall Westmead were were worthy winners. I'm I'm actually delighted Jack Cooney would have done a wee bit with uh, with Donegal in twenty fifteen or sixteen. Mm. And he's a good guy, solid guy. Um so I'm d- I'm delighted for him and I'm delighted to see the the scenes you know that the fans have bought into it, and that's the big thing. If you know you can create a buzz from one in a couple out there, and the fans like just throng the streets singing the song, and you know some kid that'll be at that there will say, "I want to do this," and that's that's how you inspire the next generation. Mm-hmm. How you create a you know a good vibe about the cup. So again, it's it's going well for the future for the Telton Cup. Yeah, and Kieran Martin obviously got the all important goal later on. It was unbelievable lung bursting run through the middle outside the boot finish but he also had a huge block then in the 72nd yeah. minute yeah. or something like putting his body in line and he's been around for a while like and you know it's just a fitting way for the game to end with him getting the goal and a big block and you know, it was brilliant no it was actually brilliant to see and like I suppose the turning point was the red card like just a bit over the top by Galligan big shoulder into the face of reckless yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah he split him it was it wasn't nice to see now in fairness he's like he was so late it was a funny it was one. A I was just, yeah, it was. I don't think he went to do him or anything. No, it just there. Bit, it was just the yeah. timing was oh, just terrible. Yeah, and he was brilliant. Like obviously he got man of the match, but Ron O'Toole is a serious, serious footballer. His ball for the goal was, yeah, was tasty, lovely ball across. Do you know what I mean? His vision and his little jink, and obviously he scored four or five points. He's been brilliant all year. He's yeah. been one of the standouts. Like I, I might actually tip Westmead. I just thought up front they're very, very, you know, you know McCartan. They've got they've. They've really, really nice, you know, yeah. nice Dolan. They're nice footballers, and they can t- if they get space, they can take shots. And a lot of pressure on Cavan because everyone's been tipping them from the off. And then, yeah. like, you need to win that game. And we were saying last week that the losers of that game would be really disappointed because you lose out on guaranteed All Ireland championship next mm-hmm. year. You know, there's a holiday. There's more there's, pressure there's, now there's, in the league. You know, like there's materialistic things as well. Mm-hmm. But like to go through the year for Westmead, now they get to go off and bond on a holiday have the crack come back and really have a cut it and say look we're worthy of being in the All-Ireland next year we're definitely there so whatever happens in the league or the championship they can they've they've a, they've a cushion now to go into next year it's it's phenomenal like they were three points down coming into the last ten minutes got one four out play it's a, it's a good sign of a team if you had to do that against a team that were hotly tipped but like you said they're automatically in the All-Ireland next year they will play each other next year in Division 3 but mm-hmm. the pressure is on Kevin now 
going into January to be right for the league because look obviously look they prefer to be in all all Ireland series. Mm. So promotion is a huge thing for them now. And it'll actually be another endorsement if Westmead get a good run the All Ireland series next year. It'll actually be a great endorsement for the tell another endorsement if it needs any more. Mm. Another endorsement for the and teams will look up and say, Look at Westmead, they've you know, if they get to quarter final or, you know, get to the the third qualifier game or whatever, people will say, Jeez, they've went at yeah. it, they've won it and you know, that's the that's the building block. But in terms of in terms of Calvin will be disappointed. Um, there's talk now. Management might move on. Don't know how how true that that, that is. But again, they have all the building blocks, and we we would have chatted with with Keane before in terms of you know, why can't they? Why does it have to be sporadic performances? Yeah. What, how are they good enough to win Ulster? You know, put it up to get against Donegal, and then you know they're playing Division Four and Division Three. You know that that's something that they'll have to have a look at and. In terms of how how they play and what what is about. I don't think consi- consistency is an individual performance. And do you know what? A lot of it just comes down to how much pride you have in your own performance going out the field. And if it's come day go day, and if you you'll take your good performance with your bad performance, do you know what? that's normally what it comes down to. But mm-hmm. like in terms of the Telting Cup next year going forward, and teams that know they'll be competing in it, seeing the benefits of winning, Westmead going up the steps of the Hogan Sand, the celebrations in Mullingar. The extra few bob for a holiday, hopefully at the end of the year, they'll have a medal presentation. Like, it must be exciting for other teams now to get into it, and the format next year will be better. So, like all in all, I'd say it's been a big success this year. That can only keep growing. Definitely, Do you no, agree? it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. Now you can tweak it. Obviously, mm. maybe get more games for the Waterfords and it the is Carlos to be tweaked next year. Uh, at group stages, group stages, as as yeah, which would be great. But it's been absolute success. The games have been brilliant. You know. Um, and for Westmead to come along and, and an underdog, they were underdogs at the weekend to win it. And, you know, there was pressure, as we say, on Cavan, but I think it's been a huge success and it can only get better. It's a realistic chance of silverware. And as you said, you saw the scenes in Mullingar and everything, the crack, I'd say it was brilliant, you know, mm. summertime and, and, and they're enjoying themselves. And I know, you know, you should probably know this as well as anybody, but the, the, the holiday can't go how overstate, understated oh, how huge. important that is oh, for massive. a term of your team in terms of... You know, that group is together. It's more time together in a different environment, in a relaxed environment. Lads might have conversations that, you know, they would have never... You know, you're going to your hotel room, you Mm. you have a chat with your roommate, but in terms of the whole group, like, how many of them chats do you have? And it's going to bring them tighter. So it's it's a big, big thing. And I know know, people might look at it, as you say, the materialistic thing, but it it is Mm. a big thing to get away in a team holiday. Oh, it's huge. And a lot of the... They might have probably never done it together as a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like... Most of your memories are in them them nights out or them trips away and stuff like that. So, um, no, it was brilliant and fair play to Westmead. And it was actually great to see it celebrated the way it was. Um, in the ladies' game, um, the first um, it'd be the first time since two thousand two there'd be no Cork or Dublin in the final. I know you were delighted the weekend. So uh, yeah, like big 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 result for the, for the girls. I know that they have. Uh, there's a good group there. There's mm. a good group of girls, and they've been you know. Soldiering for this last few years, so to see them get a big result out like there is kind of I know a few of them, um, and they're, you know, they put in an awful lot of time, and they're so committed to the cause, and so de- de- delighted for him, you know, yeah. Mark, Mark McHugh's in, involved in the, in the in the coaching side of things there, so delighted for him too, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a big thing uh, to beat me the next day, but um, you know, they they'll definitely fancy themselves. Yeah, and unfortunately, God, will beat. But yeah. Kerry Kerry Rich and uh, a few of the girls are above. They were sitting near me yesterday and they're playing Mayo next week. So, no, it should be good. Hopefully, we'll get big numbers at the ladies' games now as well. And maybe two new finalists, maybe. Kerry Donegal, maybe. Yeah, be yeah, a good yeah. one. That's kind of a result as well of the tiered system. I think it's given yeah. everyone. Like, look at what Mead did and mm-hmm. how you've got Donegal and Kerry coming. Like, you know, Galway have been kind of there and thereabouts, but like Mead put Mead to the very end. Yeah. Emma Duggan got a score at the end. Manus Brannock's done a brilliant job in fairness with Galway so like there's l- there's six or seven teams that can win in All-Ireland over the next few years not just Cork and Dublin anymore or you know obviously Mead have come so like it's it's very competitive it's great and it gives all the girls in these counties a, a real carrot of actually winning the All-Ireland you know Yeah and before we wrap up I want to give a mention actually to Louise Galvin who was back on the Kerry panel yesterday only a couple of months after having a baby uh, with Donica Walsh uh, She's probably one of Kerry's greatest ever athletes between Gaelic football, rugby and basketball. And when I seen she was back in the squad yesterday, I was just like, she put us all to shame. But unfortunately, we've gone over time. Um, 
but I'm delighted to be joined today by Eamon and Finian. Um, I'll be keeping you in the middle next week when we'll be previewing the All-Ireland final. Uh, so join us in, so it should be a few fireworks. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock embrace. Dublin are the history makers. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Kieran McCall, it's high, it's over! Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley... 